Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. I have the one and only Rob Bell with me and I am over the moon for you to meet him if you haven't already. I tried really hard to think of a title for you and it failed completely. So it's like author slash podcaster slash maker slash spiritual leader slash painter slash novelist. Rob Bell, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's great to be with you. That's funny. (laughs) What a Uh, wonderful thing to have you unable to come up with a title. I felt like all the boxes were too small. They were just that's a wonderful feeling. (laughs) um so one of the things that I learned from you actually was to name what's in the room and what you might feel in the room is um this is a conversation about a novel for sure but I've also been a fan but not a stan for about nine years so (laughs) trying to prepare for this was like okay you have nine years of questions you have one hour go and that was the wrong approach to take (laughs) I sat with, okay, what wants to come up and what wants to come up um, and what's at the center of the reason we're having this conversation of Where Do You Park Your Spaceship, the new novel by Rob Bell, available wherever fine books are sold, um, is there's a lot of grief that kind of sets the gears in motion for what happens in this book and the hiding from it and the running from it and the coming back to it. Um, And if I'm really honest, I was trying to super prepare for today, standard me. And I was like, you know what? The only podcast that I didn't listen to because I just abandoned ship when I started was Son of a Judge, which is where you talk about the process of like losing your dad Mm -hmm. uh, very recently. And I lost my mom in February. So I just spent yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like just sobbing. And I was like, I'll have my shit together by the time I talk to Rob tomorrow. Um, But there's this space that opens in grief that kind of is only for grief. And like, you lost a dad and I lost a mom. And I'm just wondering like, what's the grief doing in you now? And does it appear in the novel or was this written before like you're, you lost your dad? Like, how does it play into Yeah, it was written two years before I lost, before he died. He had a dementia, Alzheimer's, so I can remember visiting him and he kept asking my mom who I am, mm. which was, at, so so somebody actually dying, there's like almost like multiple deaths. Like the death of someone you can have a conversation with the moment your father's asking your mother who you are. At one point he was like, where do you live? I think he said that you should you should find a good woman. Like- he would just like it's like sort of or he'd all of a sudden have a crystal clear memory of something he he wouldn't know what day it was or you know who the president is but then he could we would we would just just go to a memory and he'd be crystal clear so i i think it uh you're yeah you're saying goodbye there's like different layers to it for sure that's how it was but there was like at his funeral at the end of it was in a church 
at the end of the service, we were in the front row. These singers did a song, like a church funeral song, like a like a hymn. Mm -hmm. But I hadn't ever heard it before, like like something your grandma would hum <laughs> while she cooked dinner. You know what I mean, like a childhood yeah. memory kind of song. Yeah. Um, and I had I'd never heard it, and I found it, and it was I found it on Spotify the other day or something, and played it in my car going down the road in California and like instantly I'm in the front row. Mm -hmm. So just the surreal nature of like how all, all this works. It puts you in a very, like almost like an altered state. Of, like reality is now what it isn't what it was. Somebody mm -hmm. isn't here. Mm -hmm. It's like a full bodied thing that the mind is just, desperately trying to keep up with and figure out your brain is just like okay okay uh, yeah <laughs> right you have that experience where your yes. your brain's like okay that's it i'm gonna be on the corner i'm just gonna take a seat i i don't this is way off out of my pain <laughs> brain the brain is always like okay you got this you know your mom is not alive and i'm like i got this and then mm -hmm. i'll be another mm -hmm. round of like but she's not here mm -hmm. it's like um it takes a long time to get it's taking a long time for me to like to know it but to get it is right like... to let the, so the knowledge like sink into the body yeah yeah and my dad was um larger than life i i grew up thinking is this normal like how hard he worked how many things he did how hard he pushed his high blood pressure his like i, I grew up thinking is this sustainable is this no other dads are like in t-shirts like watching the game <laughs> right my dad's like out painting a barn in his free time. Like it's just literally painting a barn. Um, so there's like, there's like these moments of, yeah. And my mom and I have talked about, it. she's like, yeah, it's like he lived 10 lives. And mm -hmm. then at 79, he was done. Like he's super rational. Like, yeah, yeah. He pushed it harder than any human being I ever said I've ever seen. And then it was over. You know what I mean? Like these hype, these very rational sort of, yeah, what did you expect sort of thing? And then there's like, wow, like death is the thing that everybody knows is coming. It's the one human sort of, it's got this shared acknowledgement. It's the one thing that isn't a surprise. And then it happens. And the universal human experience is what? <laughs> How could you? Why? Like the contradictions and paradoxes. And are just, yeah, they just don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. I remember um, in Son of a Judge, you talked about, you sort of stepped out of your body and told your dad it was okay to go. And I felt so normal because I did that with my mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was a moment of like, yeah, I could just feel her. And I was like, just stop hanging on. It's okay to go like over and over and over. And then like very similar, like got the text a few minutes later oh sure like maybe is that like a human universal yeah yeah I just felt so normal when you talked about that because that was not something I shared um with anyone it was just too strange it's like the boundaries and borders are far more porous the membrane is way thinner and we happen you and I to be children of an age that wasn't as versed in how the, how those borders and boundaries are are so much more malleable in other cultures like the spirits ancestors those who have gone but are present but absent absent but present you know what i mean think about like the shaman or the village elder at the hut at the end of the trail at the end of the village who had had a communion that went way beyond just this time and space arrangement of bodies. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like, mm -hmm. so when, in my experience, the number of people who have lost, who someone has died that they love, that they will talk about a, a, a communion, a bond, uh, the person being closer than ever, the person guiding them. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I have a, I have a friend who, when she was young, would have dreams about her grandparents. I think at four had a dream about a grandparent, and the next morning, breakfast, the phone rang, and that grandparent had died in the night. Mm -hmm. And like her four or five year old memories are of knowing things in her sleep and waking up in the morning and then her parents telling her well something happened in the night like that kind of thing so that's way more common than lots of modern folks are aware of that's been my experience yeah yeah we like to pretend the boundaries are made of like concrete or something very very solid yeah. mm -hmm, <laughs> even the fact that like there. in the court oh, sorry yeah like, like <laughs> yeah. even even you think about for many people it's life and then death you're alive and then you die but at a cellular level each one of us everybody listening to this episode of roughly a million cells as it die every second in your body and your body is producing new cells to replace the cells that just died if your cells didn't die at the rate they're dying then you would die in another way so even death and life i mean fall winter spring summer like life and death are not like there's life and then you die and there's death they're actually realities that dance with each other right now to make life possible so like life and death are are movements within reality as opposed to being ultimate in any way so even right now in your body life and death are sitting side by side so i always just wonder I just laugh thinking, do we, do we die? And then there's just like this laugh, like, oh, what a great round that was. And then all of the time and this life that we grieved and beat our chest and shake our fists, do we sort of like die and go, oh, sweetheart, humans. <laughs> Remember when this was like the one thing that was feared more than anything? Remember that? Mm. I just wonder if like the, the heart goes super tender and sort of soft and like I remember when this was the worst thing that could happen and that was like just everybody you know everybody shared this assumption that anything but death and I don't know it's actually like the joke's on us like, mm. who knows and you've been practicing the whole time your cells every day were practicing without you right so. it, how <laughs> many clues the seasons like the whole thing all around you was in the endless process. Like how many more clues did you need for mm -hmm. how this, like, could it have been a more obvious? <laughs> <laughs> the food you have to eat to be alive and food has to be pulled from the earth. So it's living and then you pull it out and now it's died. Like I couldn't have made it not even a metaphor right you know what I mean? yeah yeah but we are always surprised and like just baked into the fabric of every square inch of your existence death and life death and life death and life yeah so death itself of course tears of course grief of course mourning sure yeah that's part of being yeah that's part of being human but like to i just yeah <laughs> i endless wonder if we'll all be like oh god <laughs> It was all a big joke. I see it now. What? I see it. Ah. Yeah. Because it is this side. It is just absolutely heart wrenching. It is. It is. Um, I have two two things that come to mind right away. The first is a strange one, but um, is it weird for you to be in church, considering your history? Like, what's it like for you to be in a church? Oh, yeah that you're because you used to be like the guy up front not straight it's not strange i think i've been twice in 12 years mm -hmm. yeah in the fasting i did a thing for a number of years and then went and did other things right yeah it's, it's literally <laughs> like yeah i it i i have to love all that i do love all the earlier robs so it's remember that guy who did that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got like a remember that, and the answer is generally is like barely, but yeah. Look at him giving him giving it his best. Yeah, like your willingness to just keep going, um, 
is remarkable because you get like you re- you get to the top and then you're like nah and then you get to the top and it's to me at least it looks like you're getting to the top and then moving on to the next thing but i'm sure it probably doesn't feel that way <laughs> uh no really well said uh, you get me <laughs> <laughs> no yeah the the moment it yeah it has been an endless series of okay uh almost like i had a question and i got an answer mm-hmm. so now i'm and okay so what are the next questions mm-hmm. and some sort of pathological inability as uh as kristen bell would say she's like you you are unable to park she's like look at at any point you could have parked like mm-hmm. uh earth mm-hmm. activist guy uh uh, Bible history guy, uh, art creativity guy, writer workshop guy. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, and yet you have some inability. She's like, and you probably there there'd be a bunch of people who that would be really helpful to just to do that. Oh my god, yeah, like have a little space. She's like, and it's probably more whatever, stable, profitable, whatever. And she's like, and yet you just can't. Um, like, that's what I love about you is that you could the most profitable option is behind you you could you had so (laughs) many profitable options (laughs) you're just like steered out of (laughs) yeah yeah there's something about the thing that I can kind of name and kind of can't so you're uh, and Kristen is the same there's it's almost like you're following something that is so clear and strong and also almost unnameable Mm -hmm. other than when the alignment is off it's like existential fingernails on a chalkboard just the loudest screech it just can't and to just keep yeah yeah following it well i appreciate Mm -hmm. that about you your inability to park is inspiring to those of us who also have the inability to park. <laughs> just yeah, 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 yeah. And every new movement, the the system reboots around, well, what will the new structures look like? Is this even possible? Is this the one that really, and then over, over time, it, you just get used to how it works. All the wobbles and the trembles and the, what are we, like, even just, oh, God, now we're going to start build this from scratch and figure out. And so at some point you just get used. You don't fight it anymore. You're like, yeah, it's almost like a sign of life. Okay, good. Beginner's mind. Mm -hmm. Kind of don't have a clue here. Have some things we've built up over the years that may play into this, but we'll see. Because if I bring all those in on the front end, it doesn't work. So I have to keep it all clear. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so part of um, the novel was um, that you are like the New York Times bestselling author, Rob Bell, but also that you're you're publishing this yourself. This is Where'd You Park Your Spaceship is not backed by a multi-million dollar budget with a team of interns who are trying to get your shit sold, you know? <laughs> um, first off, shouldn't that just be like a right that after you get like 10 good, solid New York Times bestsellers, you get one that's like, whatever I want, guys, whatever I want. Right. Like <laughs> That's how I imagined it anyway. And I feel right, like, like, a, like you get these little chips. And then yeah. at some point, the, the, the machine, the man, yeah. uh, the team, whoever it is, the machinery is like, hey, well done. Here's a chip. What exactly. do you want? Like, this should be your chip. But that, that does not nope. appear to be how it works. What it would be would be a meeting in which they say, how, how does this relate to the earlier things that we can get our mind around? Well, they're all Rob Bell. <laughs> that is, the, and that does not. That uh, does not work. Or or even this one, you'd appreciate this one. Yes, okay, okay, okay. I understand your questions. Is it good? If it's not good, just tell me. I get it. But mm-hmm. if it's good, like, it seems like that's the thing. Because then you machinery people, right? then you go into your machinery world and be like, hey, this shit cooks. 
mm-hmm. said it's this reminds us of this. This has this much social media fault, whatever. It's a whole other thing than like the gatekeepers aren't in the here is the stuff that's great business. It's the here is the most likely to succeed business. How boring you know I mean? relatives like because this is <laughs> my favorite. This is my favorite of all the books, and I've read them all except Velvet Elvis. Um this is like by far my favorite of yours because it goes well, to that's all, how I feel. all the other books went, but in a way that is distinctly Rob Bell without having to be kind to Jesus in the process. <laughs> he himself might be just like, God, finally. Like he just might want to like. after this, you know? Right. He's like, God, oh, now this is what we should, this, now this is a good book. <laughs> right. Yes. And you're correct to, to, to the machinery world. As apparently we're calling it, like mm-hmm. to say, no, 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 those that for me, those were like a warm up. Yeah, those feel now like a warm up. Like this feels like, yeah, this is what we were trying to do the whole time. But mm-hmm. <laughs> so then you just do it. Your, then you realize, I'll oh, just do it ourselves. Then we'll yeah. just, yeah, we'll do it ourselves. I love it. I knew it was good because when I got to the end, I was mad that it was done, and I knew the book two was not yet available. <laughs> Good, good. Ex- I, I mean, you know, love hearing that. <laughs> Books two through twenty-seven. I'm here for it. Whatever, whatever you good. need to do here. Um, to go into the book, just a touch. Um, page eighteen. Um, I'm just going to quote you and then ask you a question. Pattern recognition. That is some adult wording right there. We were going to need some help with that one. Sir Pong explained. We do Earth Unit because we're looking for patterns. People used to see their world one way, and then they learned and grew, and their understanding expanded, and then it happened again. And that, gentlemen, he never called us gentlemen, I kind of liked it, that is a pattern, and you're learning to recognize them, because once you understand one expansion, you can understand them all. You learn to spot the pattern, and you'll spot it again and again and again. (laughs) Part of your work over the years has been offering a fresh word about these ancient words and rituals and patterns. And to me, this novel is a fresh word about every subject of your prior books, just offered in a really deceptively easy to digest format. Um, So will you speak into um, pattern recognition as part of your body of work? Well, like we began talking about even something like grief, for for so many people it's like a shock it's like anger it's like a disorientation it's like but just a little bit of insight about how grief works it comes in waves a tuesday mm-hmm. afternoon all of a sudden you get hit just a little pattern recognition about oh i'm my experience is 100% unique to me and is not that unique in the history of humanoids Mm-hmm. that's what we might call wisdom um, or a, even a lineage or a tradition is just tuning you in to these experiences that you're having orientation disorientation reorientation mm. um, the the endless dance between knowing and not knowing um, between the known and the unknown um, the fact that you can kind of explain to us why your life is set up the way it is and why you're passionate about what you're passionate and why you're pursuing what you're pursuing and you also are also very mysterious to yourself i don't know why i'm drawn to that or love that i just always have so mm-hmm. all these paradoxes contradictions all these ways in which we move through particular experiences um that i mean that i mean poetry think of all the great teachers over the years art like a good film shows you something where you're like oh this person's being invited to go on a journey. Journeys generally begin with something tugging on your sleeve. Like that's all mm-hmm. these patterns. And yeah, for, for, for lots of people manage to get pretty far in life without any awareness of a number of these patterns. And so we're like, wait, what's like technology? Technologies extend human capacities. 
technologies extend human capacities. If they are pushed too hard, then they double back on themselves. So that's why you're sitting in your car in traffic and somebody walks by. <laughs> right. The technology to get you there faster. If they're pushed too hard, you get traffic. And then the person who just took their bike gets their way faster than you. Um, so these are all like all around us. And, and as you sort of tune into them, it's like your nervous system calms. It's the, they help you be in on the joke. Mm. You're like, oh yeah, this is the part where I do bargaining. This is the part where I do denial. Got it. Look at me denying that they're gone. Oh, look at me. Yep. Look at me wondering how I'm ever going to get through this day. Um, yeah. Even, even you think about all uh, pain, addiction, you, we get in enough pain that we begin to start exa- examining our thoughts. We practice some self-inquiry. We hit the wall. We crash. We go off a cliff. Think of all the language we use. Uh, it got to the point where I was ready to start doing the work. Mm. of like, how did I get here? What is this? What's going on in me? I, um, otherwise, I was, it didn't hurt enough. So I kept whatever that was in motion. Like we look back on our life. Yeah, patterns mm. all around us. They are. And they can make an experience be both completely devastating and utterly predictable at the same time absolutely or even one that i've noticed quite a bit recently the relationship between grief and imagination so like people come here to ojai and we sit under these trees and they bring their question about their life work project etc and i've noticed people are looking they have some sense that there's a new next step and are almost like almost trying to force a certain kind of creativity like but how would i go about that how would i build that how would i shape that how would i form that and oftentimes there's some bit of grief, like oftentimes people out of nowhere will have tears and, and don't even know what it is about and realize there's all this ungrieved grief mm. and, and which is essentially letting go of what was so that you can be open to what is going to be. And the number of people I have watched become aware of some ungrieved grief they were carrying around because the body always knows it gets even a, even even a minute of expression, even like just a few tears. And the person's like, oh, wait, my brother-in-law does have a building out near the freeway. <laughs> I could put a skylight in that thing and then I could move my business into one, like, you know what I mean? They literally mm-hmm. just instantly, like sometimes out loud will be like, and then I could bring so-and-so in. And you know, it's funny, that guy from college that I've known forever, just the other day, he called me and said he had a thing. And I could, yeah, it's exactly, they like super granular mm-hmm. next step things that are almost funny. And, and they're like wiping tears going, wait, this is so simple. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's how Apparently, you know. Apparently, just needed to feel some things. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um the grief at the heart of the thing i think is kind of the next place which you could read the whole book or on page 70 of course we zimzum goja and me people were asking about it all the time it was that obvious you start to create a life with someone and that creates space between you that exists nowhere else in the universe but between the two of you that's a zimzum um and then she is lost and uh, on page 88, you can endure one, but not two. Mm. And you can recover. I knew that. I had lived that. It took a while, but I was almost there. And then that. I did one, but two, you can't do two. No, it can't be done. No bringing that back into shape. No coming back from that. The heart can't do it. Um, when he loses his Zimzon partner, he takes a job as a series five which involves observing and reporting life, but not getting too close to anyone or any place for any period of time. Um, He's running away, but professionally in a way that looks like really good on a resume. (laughs) Have you ever been a series five? Like, did you ever do that? Or has that been? Well, first off, I love that you read that because I love how he starts to, he has this, like, I think I'm the best series five in the universe. 
like he has these musings about how good he is. Like he goes back for these like whatever training update sessions. He's like, I look around the room and I'm like, these chumps. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But, but then he gradually starts wondering, I think I'm really good at my job because I'm like numb. Mm-hmm. Like I can stay, my job is about staying at a distance because I think I've been staying at a distance from my myself. But like, it's like he's gradually dawning on him. I don't think it's all good that I'm so good at this stuff. And then Nunez shows up and is like, you know what? I researched you and like, you, you really, but you really say that you're good, but God, you miss so much. So offensive and abrasive. Like you don't see it. You're good. If you're good, we're like, almost like we're in trouble. If you're like good. (laughs) All that to me was just so like, uh um all that helped me completely forget what your question was oh about seeing about being a series five have you ever mm-hmm. seen series five? Oh, what a great question see this is why i love talking about this book because i haven't ever thought so many things i hadn't ever connected to my own life honestly the it was just a story that i every once in a while would be like oh i think this has something to do with me um well Here's an example. When I became a pastor, there was this thing, like the official, like becoming a pastor where they give you this exam. Mm -hmm. It's like a day of questioning about all these things. All these like technical, theological, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But like no one ever said, like, are you generous? Mm. Like the embodiment of of this. It was almost like the sort of the entrance exam to be a spiritual teacher. But no one ever said, like, tell us about somebody who hurt you that you forgave. No, it was like, quote Luke chapter two, verse three, <laughs> quickly. <laughs> so, so something about seeing, so something about just seeing, almost like noticing, but not seeing. Like, can you, can you spot the things that, that this particular system has decided are the things to be able to spot, Mm. but, but the, the game behind the game, like who you are, what you embody, how you actually live was not even, not one question. Like, (laughs) what do you like to live with? That's a killer question. (laughs) There was nothing about what are do you have a critical voice in your head and what does it tell you about your own worth value or legitimacy? Like nothing about an interior life, nothing. So that like Heen's or as he starts to get caught up in these conversations in the bakery and he's like, says something, he's like, wait, I never would have participated in this conversation. These are the exact kind of conversations that I would just be like, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't the job. Or when he begins to realize everything that just happened here, I cannot tell Randy that this does not fit in a report. And yet it's the, the juice, the judge, the mm-hmm. substance of life, all of the stuff that matters most, this entire system that I'm serving kind of doesn't care. Like none of that works. <laughs> right. <laughs> what could go wrong? Um, that brings us to the arrangements. On page 38, you said everyone agreed that the end of the earth and the failure of democracy were pretty much the same thing. The people who won the voting, the people in charge of the arrangements, were unable to do something as simple as take care of the earth. And if you can't do something as basic as that, well, then you have to ask more important questions about the entire arrangement itself. Um, which arrangement from where do you park your spaceship would you most like to see implemented here on earth? because throughout the novel you are just casually tossing out other arrangements that no one has ever seen in this way that's very very offhand and subtle and like you're not even proselytizing the arrangement you're just like well that's an option and that's an option and that's an option yeah 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 that was the part of the joy of creating a whole world Mm. so so like even for 30 years in many ways my work had had explaining energy Mm mm-hmm like mm-hmm. teacher is like this is this 
like pulling things apart like this is what is might be possible so to just almost like set that down because a heavy-handed story where you already know what the point is is you're like out like that movie that after school special that's like be nice to people who aren't like you uh don't like, smoke weed. yeah <laughs> no, what'd you say and don't smoke weed <laughs> right 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 don't do drugs kids it's just so <laughs> on the nose you're already eye roll like uh so part of why this was such a wonderful experience is to just follow the story but like when there's when he becomes a staker and he's noticing how spy v and her team set up a circle like that would could also be called urban planning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or that could also be called the pattern language of the thing that can't be named in buildings which is why certain spaces move us like we always read in that chair not the reading nook well mm-hmm. the house like even a way the house is like this like when you come in the door where do you put your car keys like there's these ways that we live and they arrange around that um yeah and then like when his dad is telling him about teachers and how they decided teachers would be the best of the best and they'd be paid more because he doesn't even have more. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even have a note when his dad's like well what is school like for you and he's like god it's dangerous i never know what's going to happen it's like punk rock it's like so exciting and it's so and the teachers are like performance artists who are respected and the the joy of just writing about the world writing about the world just reporting just describing it and just discovering as i was building the world it's like a thousand times more compelling than somebody telling you this crap is broken. You should make it this way. Mm. It shows you how malleable the world actually is, how shapeable it actually is. Cause you're like, well, they can never do that. Why it's done this way now. Like this is a set of assumptions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why not those assumptions versus this assumptions? Yeah. Like how many people are like, well, it just doesn't work that way. Well, why not? It could. I mean, everybody started wearing seatbelts. They got information about car crashes and something no one did that felt totally weird when they first did it. Now, not only is it illegal not to wear a seatbelt, but if you get in a car and don't put on a seatbelt, you feel naked. So human beings can add and subtract practices and habits and patterns like overnight, practically. And you're like, we're incredibly adaptable, actually. Mm, the school so got fascinating. To oh, the school parts got to me because it was like, I've never had that experience of school being like the best thing that's ever happened and it's dangerous and it's wild. And there's this part where they're, um, they're just sort of having experience after experience coming into Mm -hmm. their their new roles. And when they're all just given guitars and told to make the sounds of birds (laughs) flying overhead, I was like, why don't we do that? Why don't we just give kids instruments and be like, make the sound of a spaceship go. (laughs) And when he's like, but I don't, play guitar and Vo the instructor is like I'm sorry who said anything about playing guitar it was make a noise right like she just has these little distinctions where he's like she's like so many steps ahead he's like yeah but I don't (laughs) yeah it was was this whole little window into like how education could be that I was like oh my god why don't we just give kids guitars and say make weird noises for a while right right and like a state there's a num a dollar number in a state per student. So you just go, wait, if you just started with that dollar number, what could you do? And obviously people are trying all kinds of things, but this is how, how this is actually how new things get built is you create these spaces where people can start from scratch. How would you do it? Um, mm-hmm. And is it all like even the people are going, wait, education is about preparing kids to take a test in which they fill in ovals. Mm-hmm called the essay and in order to get into a college where it's all about getting a prepared for a job that no one likes <laughs> like wait so that you can have money to buy stuff that 73 percent of it ends up in a landfill wait 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 so yeah. you just have people put it all the way back down mm-hmm. yeah you're um you're questioning it's so it's so much more subversive because it's like 
it's just providing alternatives without asking any questions first. Just here, here's a way it could oh, be better. Love it. Right, right, right. And it's, well, even the like, yeah, they had to start over in these other planets and this is what they built. Uh, it, the very fundamental premise is this isn't related to our world. This is another place and another time, but how it immediately bounces back to you as possibility and imagination for this world like literally start with this world didn't make it people start over in other places and oddly enough and in every interview everybody only wants to talk about what that that kind of story evokes within you about this world Mm -hmm. and what's possible in this world Mm -hmm. such Mm -hmm. a funny sort of weird boomerang effect um i have written here dill tud come on I know. Bill Todd is just so, he's just. Uh, it's like our spirit animal. I'm just. That, Dil, I'm Dil just Tud is my spirit heart. animal. Yeah, I'm just holding my heart and loving Dill Tud. There wasn't a question there. <laughs> I know I love him so much. Um, When can we expect book two and how many books are in this series? Or do you not know yet? Well, energy I spend telling you about it is energy we could spend creating them but yeah i have all kinds <laughs> yeah and there yeah it feels like bobby freelance needs to write a self-help book oh, about God. conflict negotiation and <laughs> people who we people we find out that people is actually a doctor and so w- when you go to her she gives you perhaps she gives you a pamphlet to tell you how she understands health feels like that should be available to the public public wants to know so uh, yeah <laughs> we have a number of different things awesome <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Um, and of course, Dil Tud. Why is there a crater? How did it get formed? Why is it filled with animals and fruit trees? Like it seems like we should we should find out what happened there, how that came to be. Yes. Why are there numbers and letters on the side of the steel beams that his house was constructed of? And what's the deal with the wings? Those all just seem to me obvious. Like to not tell us that, like it's almost an act of cruelty. So, and um, as an author, do you know the answers, or will they come to you when you begin typing, or will they just you'll you it's like where do they live? Those questions that are sort of ancillary to this story. Mm. You just asked the question and gave three different possible answers, and at each one, I smiled and thought, mm-hmm. <laughs> "So all three, okay." <laughs> so what's yeah. There's, what's the word for it? Delicious is the word, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to have some, I don't know, 37%, enough, you have enough to type. So you have there, like, there's, pl- there's plenty, plenty to type, to start typing. And then surprise. It's okay. like, it's mm-hmm. like where it's headed, there's a perfect cocktail of knowing where it's headed and surprise that makes it just the best. Yeah. And I think I appreciate it 10 times over because of the work that I got to do in the past, which was, it was it's been a wonderful, it, it was a, like an honor, but you you knew exactly where it's going and where it lands so these novels don't start with a with an outline and then a chapter and then a chapter summary and then a uh, and and sometimes a very clear oh yeah i know where that whole part ends but even within that there's like 51 percent of the flesh and blood and the sweater it's wearing that i have no idea We'll, we'll we'll see we'll see that and that makes it yeah, really, really good. So everything that you experience in the story, I experienced. It's like a, it's like passing along something, as opposed to, yeah, it's. I never thought about it that way. It's almost like you're you're passing something along, like this happened to me, and then you pass along what happened to you, and then just see what happens to that person, like you, but then you're like, well, this is what happened to me. Like, well, that didn't happen to me on the first round. Yeah. <laughs> I just had, I have my own things that happen to me. Yeah. 
it's like it's yeah, like, no, it really takes me into some really really new and absolutely fascinating territory like it's not your job to know anymore no no and i was laughing i just i just made a, a robcast episode because i was laughing so hard of thinking i had this memory during an interview about this book of i had a wrote a book called love wins that came out in 2011 about heaven and hell and the whole point of the book was for so many people heaven and hell are what happens when you die when heaven and hell are present realities like we have all these hells on earth within us and around us so I was like trying to drag this conceptual ideas people have about sometimes some other place that are, you know, how the furniture is arranged in their head and move it into a very practical how we live now in the world. Um, and interview after interview after interview, people will go, oh, that's interesting. So where do you think Hitler is? Like just drag it right back uh. to concept and speculation. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just extract it out of the body, back into the mind, into the future, some other place. Then, 12 years later, a book comes out that is literally an imaginary world in some other place, in some other time. You see what I'm saying? You're on the joke. Mm-hmm. And every interview goes to, I lost my mom, mm-hmm. uh, ecology, education, right here, right yeah like and i just was laughing like i don't know anything i don't know anything anymore i don't know how it works i don't know how it's just the most fascinating thing ever and i and for for so many of us fiction and now now that i realize of course fiction takes you in to your own light heart and life like we create these imaginary worlds that weirdly transport us right into this moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like game of Thrones. What year was that? And yet jealousy, rage, love, protecting your stuff. Yeah. 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 I get that. Yeah. I know this. I know that character. Uh, Absolutely. A, a human beings. We are some. We are. <laughs> um, since I've been following for nine years, I have some. Um, I have some observations. Oh, my God, <laughs> you just said that. I did. I thought it would make that. you laugh. <laughs> oh, that is so. Oh my God, I just have to recover. That was so beautiful. Okay. <laughs> um, you have mentioned deleting whole projects before um will you talk more about what that process is like internally because i'm assuming that you're not writing like i'm gonna delete the shit out of this soon but it it has Mm -hmm. to come out and then there's a decision um how do you how do you know what and when to delete and how do you make peace with that wasted time and energy heavy air quotes on wasted time and energy yeah uh it's almost like it, you convert it into satisfaction. Oh, that little, that like, I had, I wanted to know what that was. And then I typed it up, I created it. And now I know what it is. And it was like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, yeah, here's a, there's a full screenplay right here for a film that I don't know will ever, uh, what else is there? Oh yeah. Here's a play that I'm trying to think what else is yeah, here's two different plays. One that's uh, a, an idea that makes me laugh really hard. And one is a fully written first draft um, that has a character named Tina Buncher, who makes me laugh really hard. She wears a velour matching tracksuit. Um, <laughs> I don't, uh, it delights me. And it also has like a meh, there's, it's miss. I don't know if it'll get like another, I'll suddenly realize, oh, that's what it's missing. And then it all comes. So I don't know. And I'm not in any rush. So part of it's, there's no rush. Mm-hmm. Um, a play that I wrote in 2019 is in pre-production in several theaters for next year. So that would be 2025. So that'd be six years. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, time means something different. Things you relax about time 
and even like a waste uh no you it was enjoyable mm-hmm. and you picked up who knows what you picked up that will influence something else um so yeah you just you can't be precious and you just listen and make lots of things and certain things are like yeah just put me out in the world other things are like nah Hmm. it doesn't doesn't you just found out what it is it's it's fine it's actually actually so really your question is you actually know it's actually a sign that you're on the right track when you have stuff that you don't know that it's not that great <laughs> you know what i mean oh, that, yeah. like and, and if that stuff like like this one here this one script is like got super funny moments like i really think it does some so that tells me oh good 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 we got stuff that we even like um yeah, yeah, and books. There's a couple books here that just like me. Mm. I don't know what I don't know what I don't it's all very strange. But um you have to move from the reward is in the outcome to the reward is in the making. That's there isn't even a reward. It's just you're doing something that you love. Beautiful. And then later and that requires you to be fully present to it, just in it. So the like evaluating whether or not it gets released or what it is, you stand at a distance from it. It's like a different posture. So for a lot of people, like you get jammed up because they're trying to make it and constantly standing at a distance, wondering what it is. And those are like two very different things. So it's like you're learning how to have zero edit button. You just open up your heart and you just follow it without critique or chatter and at least at least get what was in there out then you can step back and go oh yeah it's kind of doesn't work okay Hmm. okay next observation you you appear to be growing more joyful yeah yeah that's true yeah and that generally is just one ego death after another. <laughs> that sounds nice and light. <laughs> you just get used to it. You just get used to that being. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing to prove or defend or. It's just. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you appear to be holding it all more loosely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. And and definitely like how do you say it? Debt, duty, obligation, fairly heavy energies to be moving in. Or or even feeling like there's a thing you do that people expect and need. Woo. Heavy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and can and weirdly enough. Doing a thing, having it recognized, having it seem to help can actually at one point be a goal. Like, wouldn't it be great to do something that you enjoyed that helped people? Um, Maybe even from time to time paid some bills. That'd be like, at one point, that's like a squad goal. But that can also then turn and be the very thing that's in the way of listening to your deep knowing that's showing you what the next chapter is. Because you're like, yeah, but there's this thing I do. I don't want to waste all the years of muscles that we built up. Or like I went to culinary school or the person who's like, yeah, but I, I'm the best at running mid-market insurance agencies. Like what is that? Like a number of people have said, but how do I take this expertise into the next thing? You're like, sounds like that's where the jam up is. Mm. Is this, which goes back to an obsession with productivity that's so dominant in our world of like everything has to be leading to a thing. Perhaps Mm -hmm. you built up those skills so that you could do that chapter and do it well. Great. But the joy is the beginner's mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm doing here, but man, wake up in the morning. I'm alive. That's actually the thing. So, so in my experience, what I've noticed others is 
the idea that everything has to be there's one thing you do and everything has to be building towards something you're just it just jams a person all up love it um you have been seemingly fearless about following the threads of your work from pastor to featuring jesus in books to talking less about jesus to just kind of like all the way down um, not in there anymore. Um, have the worst naysayers been internal or external over the years? Oh, it's always internal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even you think about the Jesus, what would you call it? The Jesus message is about incarnation. It's about the words becoming flesh. Like think about what you'd even call like the best experiences of life, you probably aren't talking. You're mm-hmm. having the experience, not standing at a distance from it. So the very nature even of whatever you'd say, getting the message is probably at some point you stop talking because it's just embodied. It, it's just an experience that you're having of joy, love, peace, grace, compassion. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. as opposed to departing from that at some point maybe you actually sink into it in new ways Hmm. and yeah yeah and and definitely the naysayer that am i like is it okay to be me (laughs) can i be me here (laughs) um yeah that's the one that's the one like when even like literally your body is shouting like no to that and uh, like a little whisper in that direction, not that direction and just following it. Yeah. And then the, the sort of voice on your shoulder that's like this, you've really lost it this time. You've whatever. And just no, I actually think we're okay. Beautiful. Um, two things I'm curious of dumb stuff I'm curious about is the next label oh I love this category please tell me the bowl was inspired by somewhere in real life the bowl restaurant in where'd you park your spaceship oh god we love that restaurant don't we um no not that I not that I could think of that is tragic for humanity. <laughs> Isn't that strange? Well, let's hope somebody makes one. Right? Somebody build the bowl and I will go. Why haven't we? Why haven't we actually? Isn't that weird? Yeah, no, I can't think of any obvious reference. Awesome. Um, last one is, do you have a theme song? Like a secret song that gets you all jazzed up for being alive? There is a song. Let me see here. Uh... It's a playlist. Um, yeah, there's the Lejadu sisters have a song called Bailaensa. Um, there's a there's a there's a playlist here called Robbie. Um, hundred and percent endurance by Yardak. Oh, Nick Lang has a song called Endings. Um, Tilted by Christine and the Queens. A feel good by slow tie. Um, what else? Yes, the prelude by a band called Foles. There's generally a couple from time to time. Otherwise, I drive in quiet. I don't um, listen to much music because there's music. My daughters and Kristen are always playing music, so there's always music in the house, Beautiful. which means Olivia Rodrigo right now. A lot of <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other notes that I have are just like Bourne's exclamation point. Oh, living, <laughs> laughing. Was it living, laughing, loving, loafing, loafing, living, loving, loafing? That feels like a t-shirt too, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it was so good. Um, anything that I have missed that you wanted to talk about, that you are secretly dying to talk about, commentary. Oh, God, you're so good. Questions are so good. Your observations. Thank you. Yeah. Really. I knew it would be fun, but wow. And I love all the stuff you pointed out that now I'll be thinking about. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, then, um, 
ladies and gentlemen, you can find Rob Bell at robbell.com and you can find Where'd You Park Your Spaceship? Wherever fine books are sold. It gets the highest and most nerdy review possible from me. Thank you, Rob Bell. <laughs> Thank you, Krista, for having me. This is wonderful. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks let's not do that let's try something different this is a really simple format one gathering a month on the first tuesday of the month until the 2024 election so we're practicing the skills that we will need in november now and we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.